So get this, right? People, us people, we like to think that we're smarter than we are, hey? Like, it makes sense to understand it. Because, look at, look at, for example, for, let's just shrink the scope down to just me. Me, Mo. I fucking have access to this phone here. I have access to my PlayStation, to a flat screen TV, and to all this technology. That's what I'm trying to get at here. All this technology offers me one thing. If, if I were to summarize what technology offers me to just one all-encompassing term, it would be information. I play a game, I gain information on very, like, we can take this on different levels of analysis. I'm gonna fucking get real into it, go to the deepest level of analysis I can on just the information that I gain through gaming, and then you can understand how that can be applied to everything else that my technology provides me with, to every other piece of technology that I'm provided with, down to my phone. So... Gaming-wise, the technology I gain from it is I learn of the existence of a game that can be about any particular subject, whether it be Last of Us Part Two and its subject matter on um, loss and grief and, uh, and moving forward and living on and, and revenge and forgiveness. The past, the future, the now. Now this is just one game. I can also look at Red Dead 2. Gives me information on living life just through survival basic needs, tribalism, old America. Changing times. Because the game takes place in a period where the old west, the wild, wild west, was becoming more and more civilized around um, 1886, moving forward around, because you know, by 1911, that's the same year where they made the fucking M1911, and you can see the biggest change in, uh, like, a, a huge benchmark of historical change in America was... You look at the gun that anyone uses in 1886, and it would be a revolver, or it'd be a 44 or something. Then you go to 1911, year 1911, the same year that the M1911 was made, the famous gun that, if you play video games, you know it from Call of Duty, fucking Modern Warfare 1, or any fucking video game that has guns in it. It's usually the first pistol that you unlock. And... It's a fucking great pistol. I love that pistol. It looks really clean. It looks cool. But at the same time, that gun, it was... It, its design is still very... It's the same basic design you see today. Just been built upon, right? So there's a huge technological advancement between 1886 to 1911. And so that, that technological advancement shows up through just like in one area in the guns, right? Then you can go back now and look at the, the rest of the outer layers of that, which is 
the people holding those guns? What did, how do they, how were, what were their morals, their ethics in 1886 as compared to 1911? All this, by the way, is still just information I gained from playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on my PlayStation 4. That's information I gained from that. Then, now you can fucking look at how that those level of analysis, these deep level of ana- the this deep level of analysis I'm taking into Red Dead 2 and Last of Us 2 on a video game uh, platform can be applied to information that I gained through other pieces of technology like my phone or my laptop. Mainly the phone, really, because your phone is essentially providing you with the same information that your laptop does. The only difference between the two is that one is more efficient and the other is more specific. One focuses on fluidity, while the other one focuses on functionality. So, really, like, it's really wild because you can look at how sitting here on my phone and I can just access as much information as I want to about any matter about and get into literal different fucking environment mental environments different mental landscapes to just like play around and essentially like they're like fucking sandboxes like if I want to spend the entire day learning about fucking chess that's its own mental sandbox of its own that I can sit around in and explore and do whatever with if I have the interest for and that means if an interest, by my definite, by the definition that I think it is anyway, is the attention, the, the, your interest is defined by the attention you decide to apply to the environment around you. And so, if I'm not interested in learning about chess, I'm not going to attend to any information about chess. I'll attend to other information. And so, anyway, that's, that's a tangent on its own. Main point here is that I can understand why people think that, that why people have, including myself, why everyone has an inflated sense of intelligence because of the inflated volume. <laughs> no, hold on, I'm going to stop, stop using those kinds of words. Essentially, because of the shit ton of information that we have access to to make it easier. I can understand why people think they're so fucking smart because of how much fucking shit they can search up and be like, hey, look, I think that's a poor definition of intelligence. It's one part of it. I think intelligence is two parts. One part of it is definitely, um, actually, I think it's mainly just one big thing for now until I think about it and, and, and explore it more. But what I think intelligence really comes down to is how good are you? How efficient are you? How how productive are you at gaining the useful bits of info? Because like I see information as food, you know, it's brain food, um, and you can eat junk food and you can eat food that's healthy for you. Um, the weird thing today is just like with junk food is people can say, hey, look, this is McDonald's. They've made the, they, they make their chicken nuggets now with real chicken. So it's healthier for you. And so you can see now a lot of junk food being misrepresented as healthy food. And that comes down to cereal as well. That can, that all translates as well into the trans, in, into the information landscape. Um, 
when you've got people putting up all these podcasts on the internet and they're all sharing their perspectives on on uh, different massive subjects, whether it be climate change or whether it be uh, human nature and uh, politics and, you know, all this shit. Knows how all of them, including like, and like, it's it makes sense why they do it, but almost everyone claims that they know what is up. This is it. This, this is, th- my perspective is the perspective, you know. And they defend it, and they and they um, argue it as if it is the perspective, and as if it is the truth, you know. Which makes sense, because think about it. Anything that you as a listener, the person that's listening to this, or me right now, anything that we decide to adopt as our perspective, we are going to adopt as the perspective because our world is the world. You know, that is kind of how all of us are built to think. Otherwise, we're not putting self-value in our, in our experience of reality. And if we can't do that, then we live a meaningless life. So in order to live a meaningful life, we need to be able to be comfortable with the concept of, hey, I believe that God is real. God is real. There's a difference between those two statements. When I say I believe God is real, I'm saying that for myself and my, in my, my experience of reality, God is, God is real. When I say God is real, the second separate statement um, there is an implication that I'm stating that the objective truth for all of people in existence is that God is real. The difference between those two is that in one, I'm not making a vile, I'm not, I'm not, what's the word? I am not making a violation on the other person's reality. Um, I don't know if it's been made clear now. But the way I see existence is that each person exists in their own bubble of reality. And when we have conversations, we are essentially both acting as the recipient of information and the giver of information. And that information that we give and or that information that we, we, we receive can either be uh, can either have positive or negative impacts to our own bubble of reality. And it's up to us to decide what to include in our bubble of reality and what to exclude. Which is really fucked up because you, it already elicits a, a level of anxiety in myself thinking about life in this sense because it opens my eyes to the possibility of other people taking in information that is more destructive for their for themselves and for each and for each other and it helps me understand how some people can believe in what Donald Trump says and what he does it helps me understand how people can be psychopathic not psychopathic um can be killers you know, i was thinking of the combine killers so i said psychopathic but i mean I, I can understand people that get to a point of such self-destructiveness and, and outward destructiveness because of the information that they consumed you know 
Um, I'm not saying that we are only created and identified by our by the information we consume, but just like the food we eat, it has a huge influence on ourselves. You know, you eat poison food, you're probably gonna die. Um, same sense, you eat really shitty fucking information, you accept it into your bubble of reality, and it can fucking poison everything within that bubble of reality and probably kill you. Um, and so yeah, which is weird too, because information also comes in the form of thoughts within ourselves, you know, um, the mere fact that I'm able to continue on this long of a fucking rant on my own, uh, without having any other access to information besides my own thoughts is very interesting as well, because in the same sense that other people can can give you information that might be toxic to your own bubble of reality you may give yourself information that's toxic to your own bubble of reality and that is the real key when it comes down to um emotional intelligence self-introspection um just self-awareness you know i think intelligence has a a lot to is it's a very it's a very massive thing it doesn't just apply to what we know and how well we know it it also, I think it really, I think the real, the real grit of, um, defining intelligence is down to how good are you at being a critical thinker? That's essentially what it comes down to. If you're, imagine if you were the best critical thinker in the world, what would life be like for you? Huh? What would, what, what would life be like for you? I imagine it would be... There'd be a pretty clear cut, you know? I imagine there'd be, um, there'd be, there'd be this level of clarity in my perspectives of the world. A good critical thinker is someone who can define, who can identify really shitty information from really strong, valid information. Having that ability alone helps you understand these topics of politics and climate change, these really big topics. Usually these topics that you find yourselves being taught to analyze when you're in social studies in grade 10 or in language arts in grade 11, you know? Like, school isn't completely useless. The things that they were teaching us were being taught to us for a reason. And I think those those reasons are not, they're not stated explicitly, they're implied, but when you go to university and you really get to decide what information you decide, you learn about yourself, that's where I really understood, oh, this is, this is changing how I perceive the world. When, when, like, it's different, you don't realize that your perceptions on the world are being changed when someone else is deciding the information you consume. As a kid, your parents decide what information you consume because they tell you how things are, you know? They don't, you don't have that, um, the self, the, the self-governance to be able to decide which information is good information, which information is bad information, and so you end up, you, you, you're, you're literally dependent on someone else telling you what is up and what is down, what is real, what is not, what is dangerous, what isn't. Um, then you move into school, and 
you start learning about the outer world, about parts of life that you would never be involved with, that you could, couldn't possibly be involved with, so that you'd never even be able to comprehend on your own unless someone gave you that information. And, that, and, and, and you were there to receive it. You know, kids in class that sit around and fucking play video games on their phones all day and fucking talk to their friends all the time, cutting off the teacher all the time. They're not receiving, they're not there to receive the information, and so they're not, their, their perspectives are taking a hit, and therefore themselves are taking a hit. They're starving themselves of information. And just like when you starve yourself with food, your mental, your mental health takes a toll. You take a hit. Your physical health takes a toll. You take a hit. You know? So yeah, it's like... When you get... To, when I... I realize when I... When I decide what information to consume, that's when I realize, oh fuck, I am now governing what I decide my reality can be created of. What, what are the building blocks that I'm going to use... To, to exist in life. And that's usually where... I think that's where a lot of 18 to 25-year-olds lie, you know? That's their... That's their um, and sometimes up to 30 years old. Uh, so that's the... That is life, essentially, for a while. That's your main focus in life. And if it isn't, then you're lost, I think, because... If you're not doing that, if you're not focused on that, what are you doing? What are you focused on? You know, what is happening? You know? Are you just chasing sensations? Why? If you can't answer those questions, boy, are you lost. You know? And it's not bad to be lost. But it is bad for your health to f- because there's nothing wrong with being lost. It's just there's a problem when you're lost, and it's that you don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going, right? And so there's a much higher probability of making a mistake, of falling into a hole, and hurting yourself. You know? So you need to be able to navigate through that. Well, it's pretty hard to navigate when you're lost. And that's the problem. Being lost in its own, though, isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's a place where new things can be found. You know, it's when you're exploring as a kid, you run into the forest. I don't know about you guys. I grew up in Alberta, so sometimes you get to run into the forest that was just near. It's literally all around us, the boreal forest. You get to run into it, and I'm, I don't know where I am. You know, I look around, all looks the same. It's all trees, and it's exciting, you know. Like, I don't know what's out there. There might be something cool. There might not be. The idea of that unknown element excites. It thrills. It thrills me, you know? And that constantly shows up in other aspects of life as well. You know, when you move out, ooh, I don't know anything about this new world I'm going into. But that's what's exciting about it. It could be really good. It could be really bad. But the fact that it's undefined is what makes it exciting. And then going out and defining it, that is even more exciting. 
you know even that's the that's where you get to lift the treasure the treasure chest's fucking lid open and see what's inside that's the moment in the movie where in in the christopher nolan movie where you fucking realize you get that ding you know you're like oh shit it all makes sense now those moments are the uh are the are more exciting than than the the mystery its own that's even that's why mystery that's why mysteries are so is so exciting to us in the first place and so back going back intelligence comes down to whether you are a strong critical thinker or a weak critical thinker I don't know what this rant was about, but <laughs> I hope it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was fun for me. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all had fun with it. If not, well, it sucks to suck. Um, life goes on. But yeah, uh, that's another episode for you. Have a good day, y'all.